Welcome to Pioneering Fearless Warriors Network. I've changed the name to reflect where God is taking me, and that and that is to uplift, encourage, and minister to the whole body of Christ, not just part. I pray you enjoy this encouraging time in the Lord as I bring the word and bring truth to you and encourage you and pray for you. With much love in Christ, your friend, Suzanne. Thank you again for tuning in. Hi there, it's Suzanne. Hey, um, I'm coming to you uh, for a Wednesday-like short devotion. I do the preaching on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, we shoot for Saturday, but um, this is Wednesday, so it's going to be like a midweek teaching. And this week, we're doing Love is Patient. So we're looking at 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. And we're going to concentrate on uh, love is patient. So welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. I pray that the word will penetrate your heart, um, that you'll learn something and be able to hold on to some truths that help you to be closer to Jesus. And we thank you for this day. <clears throat> thank you, Lord. For your word that is truth, we thank you, Father, that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you for giving us wisdom and understanding. Help us to understand your word and root it and ground it in our heart. Father, give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying and um, eyes to see what you want us to see in Jesus' name. And bless the hearers of your word. So we're looking at Love is Patient, 1 Corinthians 13. 1 through 4. And I'm reading it from the um, Christian Standard Bible. It's a Charles Spurgeon study Bible. If I speak human or angelic tongues, I'm starting in verse 1, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give away all my possessions and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. This is verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy, is not boastful, and is not arrogant. So what we're looking at is love is patient. And patience, when, we, when I looked it up in the Oxford Dictionary online, patience is defined as the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. 
some of the synonyms for um, patience is forbearance, tolerance, restraint, self-restraint, endurance, um, composure. So let's look at Proverbs 19. We're looking at patience. Sorry, I was trying not to ruffle the pages too much. Why is it important, you think, that we have patience? Proverbs 19, verse 11. A person's insight gives him patience, and his virtue is to overlook an offense. Ooh, that's good. Let's look at Proverbs 16, verse 32. Patience is better than power and controlling one's emotions than capturing a city. Patience is better than power. That's so good. Galatians 5. Just going to go through these. It's supposed to be a short. Little teaching. Galatians 5. 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. That's so good. When we think about, there are no laws against someone being patient. In fact, I wonder how many times, you know, when we go out in public, how many times we're asked to wait, to be patient. Especially when you go to the hospital or go to a doctor's appointment. You know? <clears throat> I don't know how many of you have gone to a doctor's appointment and then they make you wait in a in the waiting room. Then they put you in a room and make you wait in the room. I've done a lot of waiting. Let's look at Ephesians 4 2. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Are you starting to notice that when I read these, that both love and patience are mentioned in these verses together? Love and patience. They work together good. 
Thank you, Lord. Romans 15.1 Romans 15. Now we who are strong have an obligation to bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not to please ourselves. <clears throat> Basically, in a nutshell, that we are to be patient with those who aren't as strong in the Lord as we are. And we're not very patient these days. You know, when somebody gets saved, I notice that people are wanting them to, you know, change their habits right away. And sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't, they don't change right away. Sometimes they have to go through like a deliverance period where they're learning to undo all the stuff that they've walked and it's been normal for them all of their lives. I mean, I've been through a couple of t situations where I had to walk through some self-deliverance. And sometimes when you do the self-deliverance, it takes time to change that way of thinking. And the more of the word that you get in you to replace that thinking so that that pattern and that that habit would change it's like anything i mean a lot of people at the first of the year make these new year resolutions i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna exercise more i'm gonna diet i'm gonna lose you know those 20 pounds i've been trying to lose for 20 years or the thing about new year's resolutions is you can say it but if you don't do something to change it that's not going to come to pass. And so when we get into the word and we replace something with the word, we're changing that frame of mind and that thinking. We're making a different habit and a different pattern and making that old one go away. We're replacing the old with the new and the new is the word of God. What were we doing? Second Timothy four two. <clears throat> Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, rebuke, correct, and encourage with great patience and teaching. So even in preaching, that we're to be ready in season and out of season, and when we're teaching it's instructing us to be patient. And like I said, when we, when someone comes to the Lord or someone comes to you that has been stuck in a sin and you're praying with them and you're helping them through, 
it shouldn't be that they're relying on you. It's you teaching them to rely on the word. But the word, you know, it's a living two-edged sword. It's going to cut down in there and it's going to get that stuff that's been bugging us that needs to be, you know, gone and make us perfect in Christ. The more of the word we get in us, the closer we are to being set free. Let's see. First Timothy one. Verse 16. But I received mercy for this reason, so that in me, the worst of them, Christ Jesus, might demonstrate his extra, extraordinary patience as an example to those who would believe in him for eternal life. This one's good because he's talking about receiving mercy from Christ, from Jesus, who is who has extraordinary patience. And Jesus is the example of the patience. I can't imagine. I mean, I was just talking to someone today about, or yesterday, about um, when the woman was caught in sin and then um, in adultery. And they brought the woman out and they wanted to stone her. And just think of this, Jesus is standing there and he's seeing these people drag this woman out. And who knows, was she half naked? You know, did did they just throw something over her to to cover her or, you know, what was the actual, because they caught her in the act. <clears throat> I can't imagine that, she, you know, she was able to actually get dressed if she was caught in the act. And here's Jesus, calmly, seeing this crowd, you know, toss her about and throw her out and, and demand that she be stoned. And Jesus just calmly bends down and starts drawing in, in the dirt. And you look at that and you think, for me, had I seen a situation like that, it would stir some emotion up in me. It would stir me up. You know, I'd either be afraid, um, be um, feeling, you know, hurtful, um, that something bad was going to happen to her. Um, you know, all kinds of things would be stirring in me to see, you know, such a spectacle, someone being pulled out half naked, thrown in the square and the people yelling and wanting to um, judge her right then and there. But Jesus was calm and he waited before he said anything to them, which shows patience. And sometimes, you know, our flesh wants us to react to a situation and we, you know, but sometimes we just have to be still 
and just kind of stand back and go, okay, Lord, what do you want done in this situation? And I'm sure Jesus was like, okay, this situation requires patience. This situation requires calmness because the people were irate. And then he just asked them the question. And so when we listen and wait on the Lord, wait patiently. And sometimes we can grow weary in that patience. But the Lord encourages us, you know, to push that weariness away because your answer's coming. And if you've been patiently waiting, he's going to answer you. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock on the door shall be open unto you. These are promises that he says that he will accomplish. So if you're asking or you're seeking or you're knocking, he's going to answer, be patient. But I think of that and I see this situation where Jesus is writing in the sand and then he, he just calmly says to them, dudes, of course, I'm going to sum it up. He's like, dudes, you know, how many of you are without sin? Can you even cast a stone? I dare you to do it. And then he continues. And the next thing we know, they all drop their stones and walk away because they all knew they had no business judging this woman. That is a good example of being patient because in that time, Christ extraordinary patience you know we're practicing love we're practicing patience so that we can be that extraordinary we're probably not ever going to until we get to heaven but you know we can get pretty close and I love how they they point out Jesus had extraordinary patience that's so amazing because I think of the times that, you know, I've done some things and Jesus had to have that extraordinary patience for me as well. And if he didn't have that patience, which is part of the love chapter, these are all signs of a person walking in love. Jesus is love. So he demonstrated this patience to this crowd. Wow, that's good. That's so good. Where are we? Okay. I hope you're getting this. I hope this is rooting and grounding in your heart because in this day and age of hate, there's so much hate out there, so much, <clears throat> there's so much chaos and people aren't patient. I mean, you could, uh, today, even, my husband and I went to the grocery store. And while we were in the grocery store, we were looking at some, the little refrigerated area where the cheese is. And we're looking at the different kinds of cheese and, and what, you know, my husband likes these certain kinds of cheese. And I'm just a medium cheddar gal. And he likes all those goudas and 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 parmesans and 
and all the different kinds of cheese that's out there. And so he's always like, okay, what am I in the mood for? And we're kind of shopping. Some guy kind of pushes his cart, push, leans over it, grabs something in front of my husband. Oh, excuse me. Was not being very patient. And yeah, it rubbed us wrong. Well, I was like, okay. My husband made a comment and I said, well, you know, at least he said, excuse me. And, and then we moved on down the aisle and we're getting close to, um, I don't know, it was probably about 10 feet from where we were at. We were moseying on down. The fella had, had come around, uh, one of those displays in the center, went behind my husband, cut him off again, grabbed something in front of him. This time he didn't say, excuse me. And he just kind of pushed his way in there. And I was like, wow. And so I got a little frustrated and I walked away and I was like, I need to walk away from this situation because I might say something and then get myself in trouble. And I went way over on the other side of the store and I thought, you know, we can look at that in a little bit. My husband stayed there. He said a couple of snarky little things. And, um, but the guy was oblivious. And then my husband found me and he said to me, he goes, you know, some days it's so hard to be in public. And when people act like you're not even standing there, like they don't see you. And that was the feeling my husband had. Me, I had the feeling the guy was just being rude. He wanted, he was in a hurry and, um, and we were taking too long. And so, but I didn't let it stir my feathers too long. I ended up going down an aisle and realized there was something I needed down that aisle. I was like, okay, Lord, however you get me to the point, you know, to stay on task. But stuff like that, you know. We're, we're living in a world where people, it's, they're pushy and their manners don't seem to be evident as much as it used to be, you know, or there's no self-control. I mean, we see it on the news as well. The, the stuff that people, um, people are doing and, and what are we doing as Christians? You know, are we showing patience and you know, some days those that patience gets tested more and we'd already had a few trials before we got to the grocery store. So, you know, um, it was good that the grocery store, when we were done, we were done. We came home and so I've been studying to, um, you know, for this this recording but think of the times that we have to make a choice how are we going to react to people and you know we don't know their story was he in a hurry because his wife was home alone and and um and he couldn't leave her for too long you know Um, we don't know the story behind and um, for me to walk away because I already knew my temperament that you know, it's using wisdom. It's not avoidance per se, but it's avoidance in a sense that I didn't want to be tempted anymore. And to say something that would be out of, a, you know, not a Christian um, attitude. And um, 
Anyways, okay, I can linger on this. Let's move on. We're moving on to Romans. Isn't that just amazing how Jesus is extraordinarily patient? I love that term. I'm going to ponder on that. Let's look at Romans 8. Romans 8. Romans 8. I hope you have your Bibles and you're following with because it's my job to study, but it's also your job to test and make sure that that what I'm teaching is right on and reading from the Word. So I encourage you to read along in your Bible. We're in Romans 8. Um verse 25 now if we hope for what we do not see we eagerly wait for it in patience and you know i'm looking at this and i have all these highlighted verses after verse 25 but this one is so important now if we hope for what we do not see we eagerly wait for it with patience see there's benefits to waiting and we're gonna see some of those benefits here in a in some verses here real soon let's find Colossians um, chapter 1 verse 10 through 11 So that we may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience joyfully. Now see, here's one of the benefits. So that you may walk worthy of the Lord is one of the benefits be walking in patience so that you may walk worthy of the Lord that's so good fully pleasing him not partially fully pleasing him bearing fruit in every good work growing in the knowledge of God being strengthened with all power, and we all can use strength, according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, joyfully, to have great endurance and patience. Wow, thank you, Lord, for great endurance and patience. Colossians 3, 12 through 13. Therefore, as God's chosen chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another. That's so good. Therefore, as God's 
chosen ones. So when we look at that as God's chosen ones, this is being addressed to the church. Holy and dearly loved. Put on compassion and kindness, gentleness, humility, and patience. It kind of sounds like <clears throat> in Ephesians when, when we put on the whole armor of God. It says put on. Put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another. And there's patience again. And the benefit is being holy. All right, we're going to go back to Proverbs. Such good words. Thank you, Lord, for showing us what patience can do for us. Proverbs chapter 14. And we're in verse 29. A patient person a patient person shows great understanding, but a quick-tempered one promotes foolishness. Oh, that's good. A patient person shows great understanding, but a quick-tempered one promotes foolishness. I like the wording on that where it says a quick-tempered one promotes foolishness. That means you're encouraging it. That means by not walking in patience and not walking in understanding that you could be promoting foolishness. Good, good, good words. Thank you, Lord. Let's move over to um, Proverbs 15, verse 18. A hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but one slow to anger calms strife. See, that goes in hand-in-hand hand with that verse we just read. Where it says, one who is slow to anger calms the strife. And we reflect back at that situation with Jesus. How him being calm and and not reacting to the crowd helped them to hear him when he asked the question. So good, Lord. Thank you. I don't get a lot of scripture from the book of Lamentations, but here we find in Lamentations um, chapter 3, once I find it, there it is, chapter 3, Verse 25 through 27. 
The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is still young. The Lord is good to them. So here is another benefit of being patient. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. And it is good, it says in verse 26, it reinforces verse 25, it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. To wait quietly. I know in this, in, in these days and times, it's hard because it sounds noisy out there. There's a lot of people yelling. There's a lot of people, you know, wanting to be seen. There's a lot, um, you know, on the internet, you've got... You've got Twitter, you've got Facebook, you've got YouTube, you've got, um, I don't know, what are those other ones? Um, TikTok, and you've got, you know, and everybody's wanting to say something and wanting to do something and wanting to be heard. They want their voice to be heard, and it's just, there's a lot out there. So sometimes it's good to sit and just wait quietly. Turn off the TV, turn off the radio, turn off the phones, turn off the tablets, um, close and lock the doors and give the dogs a good treat so they can just sit quietly. I mean, whatever you have to do, we have to sit quietly sometimes and be calm and just wait on the Lord. And this is what is good for us. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. Waiting patiently. Love is patient. Love is one of the, the fruits that we should be bearing as Christians. Love is patient. And the Lord is good to those who wait for him. And it is good to wait quietly for salvation. So much good in practicing to be patient. Thank you, Lord, for your word that is truth rooted and grounded in us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Speak to our hearts. As we seek your word, We study your word to show ourselves approved. Thank you, Father. Some of these books, I haven't put my tabs in here to... There it is, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8. The end of a matter is better than its beginning. A patient spirit is better than a proud spirit. 
a patient spirit is better than a proud spirit. Don't, verse 9 goes right along with it. Don't let your spirit rush to be angry, for anger abides in the heart of fools. Anger abides in the heart of fools. And we are trying to be, have wisdom and understanding. So in part of being patient brings wisdom and understanding. Thank you, Lord. Um, James chapter 5. I love the book of James. We're studying James in Bible college right now. I'm excited to see what the Lord shows me from the book of James. We're in James chapter 5, verse 8. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts because the Lord's coming is near. Now this, the way it's worded, sounds like a command. You also must be patient. Well, in verse 7, it says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, be patient until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth and is patient with it until it receives the early and late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts because the Lord's coming is near. Woohoo! Thank you, Lord, that your coming is near. Thank you, Father. And we are back in Psalms 103. Verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love. So now we're seeing here, along with Jesus having extraordinary patience, the Lord is compassionate and gracious slow to anger and abounding in faithful love. So these all go hand in hand. You walk in patience, you walk in love, you're gonna walk in compassion and be gracious to those you encounter. Psalm 37, we're almost done, seven through nine. Be silent before the Lord and wait expect expectantly for him. Do not be agitated by one who prospers in his way, 
by the person who carries out evil plans. Refrain from anger and give up your rage. Do not be agitated. It can only bring harm. For evildoers will be destroyed, but those who put their hope in the Lord will inherit the land. There's another benefit. So when we see these, you know, that are listed, um, someone mentioned to me the other day that there is a, a body of people who are under a certain denomination that claim to be Christian, but they're not exhibiting the fruits of like this patience because of an event that had occurred in their city you know they went out and protested and they went out <clears throat> and it was violent it wasn't it wasn't with compassion it wasn't with um understanding or patience and so when we when we look at the events that are happening you know jesus said you shall know my people by their just a minute He was doing so good until we're almost done. But um, you shall know my people by their love. And love is patient. And so when we when we look at, it's not that we're, we're judging the person, we're judging the fruit. We're seeing and testing the spirits. We're seeing, you know, it, it, is this of God to treat another person this way? And so when we walk in love and we walk in patience, then you're going to recognize those around you who walk in the same. You walk in um, that spirit um, of love. Um, the other thing that comes to me is um, where there is strife, there is every evil spirit. Um, that last scripture, that was all I had for tonight. So I pray that you understand and that you meditate on the word. I pray that the word will be rooted and grounded in your heart. And that the word will change. Change your mind and change your thinking. That it will draw you closer to your Lord and Savior. We thank you, Lord, for this day and for your word and for those who are listening. I pray, Father, that whatever they're going through, that you give them love and patience to walk through it and in and enduring it, Father, they will learn wisdom and understanding. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to share the word Thank you for this um, platform to be able to use to share the word. And we pray, Father, until next time, that you'll keep them, 
and you'll bless them in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Pioneering Fearless Warriors Network. I pray the Lord keep you and the Lord guide you. Make his face shine upon you as he goes before you, as he surrounds you, as he provides for you, as he is faithful. We thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We bless the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.